Welcome to Gold Silver Pros. Everybody, this is Rob Keens of GoldSilverPros.com, giving you the Gold Silver Pros weekly market update, where we talk about what matters in the market last week and give you a preview of what's upcoming. This is being recorded on Friday, September 16, 2022, for preview of the following week. The economic data has not come in particularly favorable in certain key areas. One of the main things that occurred was a use of additional credit, $24 billion, by consumers as the trend moving to credit has continued strongly and the consumer leans more on their credit cards and less on their household income. Retail sales are up, but not by very much, 0.3%, suggesting that consumer-led recovery is not underway. Industrial production index was down 0.2% on expectations of being up a half percent, along with the Philadelphia Fed Manufacturing Index and Empire State Manufacturing Indexes both being in the negative territory as well. Philadelphia is reporting negative 10 Empire State or New York is reporting negative 1.5. Manufacturing has has been taking a hit the last couple of months, and it does not appear that we are in a productive mode in the nation, and it does not appear that consumers have a lot of spendable income. On the positive side, initial jobless claims came in at 222,000, which was 6,000 less than expected. Continuing jobless claims slightly above expected at 1.45 million. Average consumer expenditures went up to 66,928 from 61,000 the previous month. So consumers are spending more, but it's mostly on credit as we spoke about the credit numbers before. However, real household wealth fell 20.9%. That's right, 20.9% after falling 7% last month, meaning month to month, consumers lost about a fifth of their household wealth. That is pretty astounding. Of course, that's just a month to month figure and it changed month to month, but it's still a big one. The markets, as we read them at about uh, noon on Friday the 16th, the Dow Jones is down 376 points, S&P down 61, uh, NASDAQ down 220, all down about 1.27 to 1.91%. The drop is being attributed mostly to the negative report about FedEx, which has issued a global recessionary warning. The FedEx CEO warns numbers don't pretend very well. Uh, in an interview with Jim Cranbert, says, I think so, but you know these numbers, they don't pretend very well. Subramaniam said in response to Kramer's question about whether the economy is going into a worldwide recession. He goes on to state, I'm very disappointed in the results we just announced here. And you know, the headline really is the macro situation that we're facing. Subramaniam Uh, said in an interview on CNBC's Mad Money. Finally, the CEO CEO said the drop in volumes is far-reaching. We're a reflection of everybody else's business, especially the high-value economy in the world, he concluded. So essentially, FedEx is predicting a recession. Of course, we already know we're in recession, and we know that CEOs have been warning about situation. The Chevron CEO has warned Americans to brace for higher natural gas prices this winter. The chairman and CEO of energy company Chevron has warned Americans to brace for price increase in natural gas this winter. CEO Mike Worth made the comments in an interview on CNN's on September 13th, in which he warned consumers that there's certainly a risk that costs will go up when it comes to natural gas. Prices already are very high relative to history and relative to the rest of the world, he said. We're already seeing this impact being felt in the European economy, and I do think it's likely that Europe goes into a recession, were said. The export ban could have unintended consequences. It says, given the level, historic level of U.S. refined product exports, I again urge you to focus on the near term and building inventories in the United States rather than selling down current stocks and further increasing exports. Graham Hold said in the letter before noting the Biden administration will need to consider adding federal requirements or other emergency measures. 
uh, last much and last month, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm sent that letter to seven refiners, including Valero, ExxonMobil, Chevron, etc., urging them not to sell overseas, but to help build the U.S. back up. So we can see that the government is worried about energy here in the U.S. as a reflection of what's going on with the Russia, Ukraine, and European situation. And they're already starting to get protections about our own natural gas because we export a lot of it as well as exporting a lot of oil. I imagine both energy metals will come under scrutiny from the government wanting to make sure that the United States is protected. Going to go to the share screen for the rest of the presentation. I'm going to give you your metal market report. As of Friday, about noon, silver futures are trading at about $19.36. So far today, they're down nearly 30 cents, as you can see on the screen on the predominant contract. And this is for Thursday, September 15th data. We don't have Fridays yet. If we go back a few days, silver had risen at the beginning of this week, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, it was down, I'm sorry, 37 cents. Uh, last week, it fell quite a bit as well. And what that was, was on the volume. The volume had spiked up around the 12th to 13th where a lot of selling pressure came in. And so there, and that's typical of the silver market. Usually when you see spikes in the overall amount of volume, it's shorter selling or people trying to bring the price down. Maybe they felt the, the market got too frothy. Whereas when silver goes up, it goes up in a stair-step fashion. The, the longs don't go super aggressively, but the shorts do. That's a typical pattern we've seen. Going to the gold settlements and volume, we're going to start with volume here. Overall, volume has been higher two of the last three days than normal, as you can see on the charts. And if you look at settlements, those tend to generally be down as well. Gold trading higher the last day, Thursday, September 15th, was down $31. On Wednesday, on the futures markets, it was down $9. On Tuesday, it was down $24. And on Monday, it was up $12. Both gold and silver rose on Monday and then fell the rest of the week. And it looks like this week is a capitulation over the strength we saw at the end of last week and the beginning of this week. Going to the Comex Silver stockpiles, stockpiles have fallen, and I'll show you the actual report here in a moment, to about 47 million ounces in registered, which is the freely trading silver on the Comex. And as you can see here on the chart, eligible stocks are also down. That is the private storage that may or may not be available for trade, but it's not considered super liquid, even in the eyes of the CME Group, which runs the markets in a letter that was dated April 19th to 2020, I believe, admitting that. Overall, the total amount of silver inventory right now, stocks is about 320 million, 341,000 ounces. Uh, that's eligible. That's total stocks, I'm sorry. Registered of liquid silver is down to 45,688,000 ounces. Not a whole lot. And you can see the precipitous decline that started once the pandemic started. Once the pandemic started, there was a major runoff in silver. And we see a runoff in gold as well. Here are the gold depository warehouse stocks. Total stocks of 27,490,000 ounces of gold and registered 13.38 million ounces are available for trade. That's quite a bit. There's still a lot of gold on the exchange. I don't see any short-term supply concerns there. Although the trend has over the same time period in gold as in silver been falling for about a year to a year and a half in terms of overall inventories. Obviously, people are pulling metal completely off the exchange because it's coming out of both eligible and registered, meaning a total, total drop in metal on the American exchange. We're here now at the CFTC Commitment of Traders report looking at the table. I'm going to narrate this for those of you that are listening on audio. The trend we've seen for the last two months is for the bullion banks to be net long, and they're net long substantially enough and for long enough that most people think that they're reversing course in silver because they think silver price is going to go up. So as of right now, in silver, 
on the COMEX swap dealers as of the last COT report dated September 6, 2022. And again, these run about a week behind. So we're looking at about a week's past trade. The swap dealers are long 47,000 uh, contracts of silver and short 25,000 for a net difference of positive 12,000. That's the biggest I've seen it since I've been following the last 13 years. I think there were blips in which they might have gone long before, but not for this long. This is a substantive change to the bullion bank's positioning in silver, which we see as a bullish signal. The management, as you can see here, is long 33,000 contracts, but short 58. Not only is the managed money adequately covered the, the long float for the swap dealers in the silver market, they've added a few thousand more contracts on top of that, suggesting the managed money could, again, be the dupes in the market. Switching to gold on the COT report as of September 6, 2022, it's a different situation. The swap dealers are still massively short by two to one ratio, a little over a two to one ratio. They're short 175,000 contracts in gold and long 87,000 contracts. The managed money is long 85,000 and short 92,804. So somehow the managed money in, is been going short gold along with the swap dealers, perhaps indicating that uh, the rest of the market sees maybe a potential recovery in the market and the stock market and, and uh, strength in the bond market. So the managed money, the financial types are shorting gold a little bit more than they're long, although it's only by a bit. It'll be interesting to see managed money's position on gold going forward because it will affect the price because they're going to come in to the futures market and play that. That is a commitment of traders report. I'm now going to switch screen to looking at the gold and silver uh, stocks. Here we have silver stocks up on screen. This is the metal depository statistics published by the CME group on the NYMEX website. Uh, the main number I want you to pay attention to on the bottom is the 45,688,207 ounces, which is the amount of registered available liquid silver on the exchange uh, report date as of 9-15-2022. So it's yesterday's report. Combined total ounces, including eligible, is 320 uh, million silver ounces. That's a lot less than when we started really covering this in detail two summers ago. And the total registered is about a third of what we were covering a couple of summers ago, or at its recent peak in silver. We're now going to switch over to the gold uh, inventory report. We're going to talk about that. Got that downloaded from Excel. This is from, this is the Commodity Exchange Incorporated Metal Depository Statistics report date, September 15th, 2022. The main thing we want to go, we want to look at here is just the total amount of gold. We're down to a total registered amount of 13,379,878 ounces of gold and the combined total 27,170,221 in eligible as well. I've seen this as high as almost 40 million ounces of gold in the COMEX total. Both categories were down to 27 and only 13 million in the registered. I've seen that as high as in the 20s. So we have much less gold and silver available on the markets. Uh, there has been a runoff of both gold and silver in the market. Silver more precipitously than gold, but both. I think people are taking positions in physical. silver more so than gold because it's more industrial and there are a lot of industrial players that want it, but I think there's investment demand there as well. So as the economy continues to worse, worsen, we've got uh, manufacturing activity down. We're starting to see that in, in unemployment in terms of labor force participation rate. We're starting to see that in persistent inflation, which was, I think, an 8.3 print this month, again, over the 8% level for consecutive months and uh, above the, bench, the benchmark of the Fed's 2% pretty much all year for most of the year or actually all year dating back to, to the ending of last year, a lot of these, these economic indicators don't look bullish. And so I expect to see more physical redemptions of gold and silver. Of course, the derivative pricing 
for the people playing that market and speculating is that it's going to continue to fall. Because I don't think people think gold and silver is going to pop until it pops. They think there needs to be more stress on the market. Meanwhile, the smart money is draining the physical out of it. And that's why you're seeing the, the depression in the gold and silver prices when the rest of the markets are crashing. And this is counter to what we would think because gold and silver are counter cyclical to the rest of the economy, especially the dollar and the stock and the bond markets. But we're living a bizarre world in which everybody wants to short everything. All you have to do is look at the physical characteristics of the market, the physical trade, to know that, that smart money is getting into the physical gold and silver, both for industrial and investment perspectives. That is your market report for September 16, 2022. Until next time, this is Rob Keynes with Gold Silver Pro.